This is Redefining the Counterculture on Witten Radio. Make sure to check out our website at wittenradio.com. Hey guys, you're listening to another episode of Redefining the Counterculture right here on Witten Radio. Uh, today we are joined by legendary guitarist Damon Johnson. Damon, how are you? Walter, I'm fantastic. I don't know about that moniker, legendary, but <laughs> I am indeed a I am indeed a guitarist. <laughs> Man, I, I say legendary because you've worked with some very, very, very cool bands. And, you know, the just the style of music that you've brought. And, I mean, to me, it's just, it's amazing. I think with every musical project and band that you touch, you put your style to it. And that, that to me, is like something that is just, is, is legendary in itself. <laughs> well, thank you for saying that. I, I certainly try to do that in every, um, you know, certainly any collaborative effort. I, I, it's nice when you can bring your own style to it and not feel like you're trying to replicate something else. So uh, that's, a, that's a big compliment. I appreciate that. It's no problem. It's no problem. I I, I guess for the people that, you know, are, are really uninitiated to or, or don't know about um, the work that you've done. When when was it? What got you your start in in music? What was it that just drew you to it? Essentially, well, I grew up in a super musical household. Both of my parents loved to sing. Um, my dad played a little guitar, so that was a massive uh, springboard for me. You know, I didn't really realize it at the time, but uh, it, it has certainly had an influence on me. Particularly once I became a singer, as well as just a guitar player. Um, but yeah, you know, like so many of the guys my age, you know, we all wanted to put bands together when we were in high school and just falling in love with rock and roll and going to concerts and reading the magazines and seeing your favorite band on television or whatever. You know, it was just, it was just our culture. We were obsessed with it. And, uh, it never occurred to me that I can make a living playing music. Um, that just seemed... It, it, it never occurred to me that that was unattainable. Like, well, there's no way that could happen. So I was kind of going down a different path after high school and going to college and, you know, planning to get a real job. And, and music just kept tugging at me and had an opportunity to join an established band that had some regional uh, awareness. And that was a big event for me. And, you know, roll the clock into the early 90s. That's when I started Brother Kane. And, and that was really my first real introduction to professional touring, uh, releasing records. Uh, we had some success at rock radio over those six or seven years, which we were grateful for. And then, you know, after that, I kind of went the sideman route for a while. Got to play with Alice Cooper. Uh, joining Thin Lizzy was certainly a, a kind of a dream come true in that I used to literally daydream that I was the guitar player. <laughs> um, but, you know, you're catching me now and I've kind of come full circle, Walter, back to wanting to be an artist, uh, writing my own songs full time, back behind the microphone full time. And, uh, you know, I feel like this is um, where I'd like to remain, you know, for the rest of my career. Uh, it's always fun when the phone rings and there's other opportunities to collaborate or perform with other people. I'm always going to take those calls, and you never know what, what the future brings. But 
I feel like focusing on my solo material is uh, is really the foundation for you know the next 20 years of my work life. So I'm really excited about that, man. Proud of my new record that I just released back in March, and uh, going to be doing some dates throughout the year, you know, sporadically, which is just how I like it. So I'm, I feel like I'm in a good good place right now. I love it. I love it. Do you? Do you still enjoy touring? Because I know touring is, you know, has been a big part of your life. Um, in addition to creating uh, albums, uh, is touring something that you enjoy still? It is, and that's a great question. Um, I enjoy it very much to this day. When it gets beyond the two and a half, three week range, uh, it's it's kind of like that dial on the oil pressure in your car, you know, like it starts to kind of get hot. And I, 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 once it crosses that three week barrier, um, um, it gets to be too long. You know, I don't like being away from my family for that length of time. Um, you know, I don't even like being away from my desk to tell you the truth, man. I like to, to be writing, reading, doing some recording, you know, always uh, massaging those muscles as well. And I understand, (laughs) you know, I understand the nature of of the business is sometimes it's just necessary to be gone for weeks and weeks at a time. I understand that, but that doesn't mean that I have to like it. And it doesn't mean that that has to be the way I want to, you know, conduct my career going forward. So if, if there's ever a situation that I can have a say in it, you know, I like to keep that length of time away from home, at least somewhat reasonable if I can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you have, uh, this is probably a weird question, but do you have any, I guess, uh, pre-tour rituals or things that you do to kind of help you get in the mindset of tackling the road? And, and <laughs> it's funny you ask that question. Um, I think now my pre-tour rituals are a yellow legal pad where I'm constantly making notes like, don't forget extra strings. Don't forget your running shoes. Don't forget, you know, shampoo. Just, it's funny. You would think after doing it for so long that I would just have it down, and I don't. It's all. You know, every time I have to pack a suitcase to go out of town, it's it, it's still a bit of a chore. And I'm not what that. I'm not really sure what that says about me, um, because I do enjoy traveling. I love to perform. And I love, you know, grabbing a guitar and getting on an airplane or getting on a bus and, and hitting the road for a while. But uh, packing is still a challenge for me. Uh, so <laughs> it, it, it's funny because that was what I was doing right before I called you for a chat. I had just gotten out the legal pad and <laughs> wrote, you know, don't leave your Les Paul in the living room uh, when you leave early tomorrow because I am leaving in the morning early. Oh. Uh, yeah, we got a, we got a couple of shows this weekend. Me and my band, my solo band. So, uh, but yeah, it's um, you know, it's definitely I think an adjustment on on anybody to go on the road and 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 your family as well. You know, like right now the atmosphere in my house is is a little different because the kids know, you know, they won't see me in the morning. I'm gonna I have to head out early on this trip, so I'll already be on the highway by the time get up and get ready for school tomorrow so uh you know but that's just the life that's the life i chose and you know i'm really fortunate walter to have a great family here that you know i feel like they support what i do versus me supporting them you know it's like i i get to follow my bliss and 
and do this thing that I've loved literally my whole life. So uh, I feel very, very fortunate. And it's it's all it's amazing to hear you speak about your family because I know that you know rock and roll, rock and families aren't two two things that you I guess you automatically think of. Um, but to be able to do to to be able to do one to have both to me is is really amazing. Um, what's your secret? I mean, because you're a husband, you're a father, and you're also a rock star. How do you juggle those things? I think you have to give all of them an equal amount of attention. Um, um, You know, I've come to believe that that concept of multitasking is kind of a myth. Uh, Maybe it's just as I've gotten older, I just don't believe I can focus on more than one thing at a time. So, um, you know, we've really got it down to a system here. Uh, My wife and I have been together for over 20 years now, and um, she's just got such a great handle on what it requires for me to not only travel, but to do the songwriting and recording and, and the other part of it as well. So I, I feel really good about kind of the groove that we have grown into over the years. It's not easy. You know, there's no handbook for that. Um, I'm sure we both know plenty of situations of, of musicians and relationships that don't ultimately work out because, you know, both both parties just can't get on the same page. And, um, you know, it can be argued that this this lifestyle, it can be impossible sometimes. And, and uh, it takes a unique couple, uh, a unique group of people to be able to, to navigate it. But, um, you know, I never hesitate to talk about them in interviews. And I think I'm doing it a lot right now, Walter, because, you know, I am on the cusp of just started you know, focusing on my solo career full-time, uh, stepping out of Black Star Riders last year, which is a great band. And um, I love those guys and, and all the music that we made together and the touring that we did. Uh, but it was just getting to be too much for me. And and it was just, it was requiring those giant chunks of time, weeks and weeks and weeks away. So, uh, you know, that's the long answer to your question. That You know, it just, it, it really takes, uh, a lot of understanding and a lot of effort on on both the family and the, the musicians' part, and, and we've certainly invested that effort. So I, we can see it paying off, and, and it feels great. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I wanted to, to to talk about you know the the solo work that you've done. Um, would you say that the solo your your current solo stuff uh, is it? Are you able to express yourself more and to do the music on your terms, you know, because I know the work that you've done with, you know, Black Star and Tim Lizzy, it's, I I would imagine that even though you bring so much of yourself to those groups, you're still kind of put into this box, so to speak, on, you know, how the sound should be, what you should do. Well, the answer the answer to both your questions is yes. Um, you know, I knew going into, um, you know, Thin Lizzy, obviously, we're just playing those those classic songs. Um, there wasn't really an effort to, to write any new music. That's why we put Blackstone Writers together. And I knew going in that was a collaborative effort. And certainly Ricky, 
who's a tremendous songwriter, Ricky Ward, uh, you know, a great front man. And then Scott Gorham, the, the in-house legend from the original Thin Lizzy. You know, I knew those guys were going to have a lot to bring to the table. So it's a different mindset there. I mean, I love that, writing with those guys, recording with them, uh, you know, coming up with great songs together. That, that was a lot of fun. But your first question was, you know, do I feel like I can ex- express things on my terms now? Absolutely, yes. And I think the best news for me is that I, I'm ready to do that. I was I finally reached the point where I was not only ready, but really motivated and driven. You know, I had a lot to say. I feel like I have a lot to say going forward. And uh, I'd like to, I would really like to start cranking these solo records out at, at a fast clip. And um, it feels good to be at that place, you know, especially to be in my fifties and, and have the resume that I do, you know, I, a lot of my contemporaries, they're starting to kind of slow down at this time and take yep. it easy and just take the easy gigs and, you know, that's right. Uh, which is a, which is a real, um, that's a blessing, man. That's a, that's a gift. You know, if your phone rings and the easy gigs come and you're flying around on planes and staying in great hotels and, you know, that's awesome. But, uh, yeah, I just, I didn't see this coming, honestly, three or four years ago. I really didn't. I had put out a couple of solo things, really just for my own entertainment uh, on the downtime between tours and, and things like that. But it was almost, I guess I treated it more like a hobby then, as funny as that sounds. But um, solo Damon Johnson 2019, Walter, it's serious business now. <laughs> you know, you know, well, I'm working on it every day. You know, I'm either writing new songs or I'm on the phone doing some administration, you know, uh, getting some more shows booked and um, both with my band or acoustic stuff that I do solo by myself. And um, so it's um, it's really been a, a, an active year so far. And, and in a way, it's really just now starting to heat up, you know, because the doing all these dates with my band uh, throughout the month of May and, and into June. It's uh, something I've really been looking forward to. I love it. I love it. I wanted to, to talk about your your, new, your newest album, uh, Memoirs of an Uprising. I think it's amazing. Tell me about it. What What's the story behind it, and what went into writing this album? The story with this record, I guess, really started when I had these themes, I had concrete ideas of things that I wanted to write about. And just that in itself was very motivating. And early in the process, I reached out to a longtime friend of mine, Jim Troglin. And as soon as I approached him with the idea, he instantly got excited. So it was just this real sort of ripple effect of things moving quickly. And I can't recall a group of songs that, really were kind of this effortless to write. Uh, obviously, collaborating with someone uh, is key to, to making it easy like that. But I just think with Jim and I, we, we, we've both been kind of ready for something like this for a long time. So he was really proud that I called him. And, you know, we bounce ideas back and forth uh, quite often. We, we don't live in the same town. He still lives in Alabama. And I'm about two hours north of him. So we got together two or three times. But most of our work really was done over the phone and the computer. 
um, you know, we've been doing this so long that it's easy to send a little iPhone recorded version of, you know, here's me and a, and a guitar and here's this melody I'm thinking, or here's this uh, title for a song, or here's an email with some lyrics bouncing back and forth. And then once that came together, I didn't hesitate to, uh, to take my band right into the studio. And, uh, I did the bulk of, um, well, I did the drums at a proper studio here in Nashville because obviously you want those to sound great. I just don't have the setup at my house to do that. But then everything else, Walter, I did right at home. Uh, the bulk of the guitar, certainly all the guitar solo. That's really impressive. Well, thank you, man. You know, I've, I've tried to pay attention throughout the years. I'm, I'm nowhere near like this really, um, you know, decorated engineer by any stretch of the imagination. But I do know how to get a good sound out of my guitar amp. And it's not rocket science to stick a Shure SM57 in front of the speaker and get a good level to tape and, you know, do your thing. And, and so it was so much fun, man, to kind of have the time to do it and not feeling the pressure of like, okay, there's four other people in the studio and everybody's looking at their watch and when are we going to go get dinner and, <laughs> you know, there was none of that. Right. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun to do that at my own pace, and especially with the vocals. Uh, I'm so proud, not of, not just of the lyrics on this album, but of the vocal performances. I took a lot of time to get them to express the songs exactly like I wanted it to come, come off. And I guess that's why, you know, six months after really completing it, I still enjoy listening to this record as much now as I did six months ago. And, I can't say that about every record I've ever been a part of. So uh, I think that's a testament to the time I was able to spend doing it myself. And, um, you know, maybe I'll get a producer next time. I don't know. I, I have a little circle of friends that I have a lot of love and respect for, you know, and, and it's fun to just bounce ideas off them. Hey, man, what do you think about this song? Or Is this the right tempo? Or should I change the key? Little things like that. But, you know, it's it's nice to kind of operate autonomously, man, and just get it, things things move as fast as I want them to, or they move as slow as I want them to when I'm in the driver's seat like that. So I thoroughly enjoyed that process. Absolutely, absolutely. What's the the biggest takeaway that you want people to get from this album? Because I know that you put a, your heart and your soul into this, and this is something that you worked really hard on. Um, when people listen to this album for the very first time, what do you want them to get from it? Well, I've said before, in a way, I really made this record for myself. I selfishly just wanted to get these songs out um, and kind of get some of these lyrical ideas out. Uh, you know, man, music, certainly if you're an artist, um, you know, songwriting can be its own form of therapy. And... Um, I, I certainly know that the artists that I admire and have studied through the years and still study to this day, you know, their greatest works are, are those moments where they really have dug down deep and, you know, trying to tackle something in their life or trying to express some, some event or some emotion in their life. And uh, I believe that those kinds of songs have much more staying power and, um, I use that word timeless a lot and with a with a great amount of respect. Uh, 
I always want to try to just make make the songs timeless, and I, I I have been getting that feedback already, to be honest with you, and it's so fulfilling when fans will say, like, man, this just sounds great. It sounds like a great Damon Johnson record. Sounds like that guy that fronted Brother Kane. Uh, but you sound inspired. You sound vital. You sound relevant. And you know, and then they they come in what their favorite song is, and so I think if I'll just keep making records for myself like that. I think the fans prefer how those types of records translate more than if you said, well, hey, man, let's go try to write a hit. What the hell is a hit in 2019 for a, you know, <laughs> straight-ahead rock and roll guy? You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, <good point. laughs> where, where is that song going to get played anyway? I don't know. But I don't even care about that. You know, there's a lot of... There's been a lot of chatter in recent years about the state of the music business and rock music in particular. And um, I understand it, you know, some of the whining and the complaining. And but look, you just—it's survival—it's survival of the fittest. You have to adapt. You have to change with the changing times. And you know, man, if you're the real thing, then your fans are going to support that. They're going to come and you're going to create new fans. You just keep doing the work and staying out there. So I've just kind of been operating under a, what I feel like is more of a simplified mission statement or, you know, goal as far as moving forward. It's just, it's not rocket science, man. If you, if you have something to say and you can figure out a way to say it, Hey man, you can do this. Anybody can do this. It's not easy, but, uh, you know, man, hard work has is, is, is never been a been anything I was short of. So I'm uh, just kind of business as usual, I guess, in a way. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, on the subject of, of legacy, you know, when we're just talking about, you know, your music and, you know, the work that you've done, um, just looking back over your legacy, are, are you pleased with everything? Is there anything that you you would change? Oh man, I mean, there's no doubt I'm proud of all of every band I've ever been in. You know, I've, I've played with some of the best musicians in the world, and and certainly my time with Alice and Thin Lizzy. Uh, you know, I still participate in Thin Lizzy. You know, there's a few shows that we're going to do at the end of the summer, and you know, it's all going to be in the UK, and that's going to be fun, man. To get on a plane, fly over there, do four shows, turn around and come home. Perfect. Uh, I'm proud of all the things I've done with those bands full disclosure it's a great question you asked i mean if there's anything i would do different i think i think there at times i think about the end of brother kane we had really been through so many challenges uh with our record label there'd been a lot of turnover there over the course of the three albums that we made and it was really exhausting and I've always wondered what it would have been like if we could have just, instead of saying, hey, guys, please, we don't want to be on the label anymore. This is this is just chaos. You know, I'll, I'll always wonder what maybe could have happened if we could have just taken a break, take a big exhale, everybody kind of get away from each other for several weeks, maybe a couple months, and then come back in with fresh ideas, clear heads, and kind of let the dust settle at the record company. Who knows? Who knows what could have happened? Because uh, there's no question, man, that band made great records. Uh, I still perform those songs to this day, and I'm certainly proud of their staying power. And um, 
But, you know, such is life. You know, you can't go back. You can't go back and change those things. Uh, but, um, you know, bands change, and bands start and bands end, but the songs, the music never dies, man. That stuff will live forever. And I think that's the great motivator for any artist, any songwriter, is that you can get up one day, cup of coffee, pen and paper, acoustic guitar, and write a song that's going to live forever. How amazing is that? How amazing is it to live that life, man? And, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't, I don't take that for granted, you know. So I'm, I'm proud to to be an artist and and strive to to do those types of work. Absolutely. You touched on this a little bit um, uh, just a while ago, but um, are you are you pleased with I guess the state of rock music? I mean, it's evolved so much and. Things are different now, you know, for radio radio and everything, but the genre itself, are you pleased with, I guess, how, how rock has kind of turned out? Again, that's a great question. And full honesty with you, Walter, I don't really think about that anymore. Um, we certainly thought about it a lot back in the 90s because there was so much happening. And uh, we were kind of riding the, the cliff's edge between straight-ahead rock and roll and some of the alternative stuff. You know, we found a place to at least survive in that and, and, and make some progress and, and poke our head up every once in a while and say, oh, check out this new song we've got. But I just feel like really, I guess in a way, I sort of feel like I'm operating a bit like an island. And part of that is because of the different subgenres of rock music that I have played throughout my career. If it's blues rock, if it's alternative rock, southern rock, hard rock, I've kind of kind of covered a lot of ground there, you know. Um there's no doubt that rock and roll is in a weird place right now. I don't I don't deny that. There's, you know, but I do I, I am honest when I say I don't really think about it that much. Um again, it's it's the the fulfillment of getting to be an artist full time now. I can kind of follow my my whims. It's like I just made a great rock record. I'm already writing new songs. I'd like to do another rock record, and who knows, man? Right after that, I, I may put out another acoustic album and and, uh, and strip it down. And you know, man, I listen to so many singer songwriters uh, that are far outside the uh, you know what people would categorize as just you know rock and roll music they're just great writers man and they're telling great stories amazing lyrics um i listen to far more of that kind of stuff now than i do to to rock bands every once in a while i'll hear something you know my my kids might play something or i heard something in the restaurant tonight when we went to dinner and i couldn't get my phone out of my pocket fast enough to shazam it <laughs> you know they're like literally in the bathroom you're like oh that's a cool song <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> and I never could figure it out. So uh, I don't know. Maybe that's a good thing that I've always got my antenna up and, and, and listening. And, um, there's plenty to get inspired by, and it doesn't have to be rock. That you know, I'm always going to be a rock artist and proud to be uh, because that's what I love. But you can get inspiration for that from anywhere, from any kind of genre. So. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't give too much thought to kind of the state of things. Uh, I'm just looking for great music and and 
new music where, where people are saying great things and interesting things. And it's out there. You just got to go find it. Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm in complete, complete agreement. Um, do you think that, I get, this is kind of a weird question, but do you think that uh, rock music is in need of, I guess, a, a revival? Because I, I know, like, a lot of people say, um, you, you know, like in the 80s, you know, and even in the early 90s, you know, rock was at its pinnacle. And um, it's, you know, it, it hasn't fizzled out per se, but it's definitely become, I guess, more more niche than it used to be. Um, do you think that, I, I guess, the genre is in, in need of a, a revival, something, something new, something fresh? Well, I think if the next generation of music fans is going to have any interest in the guitar, it is going to require a batch of young bands, a batch of young people expressing themselves with a guitar in their hand. I I don't think those days are over, but whatever that is going to be in the future, I do believe it's going to be very different than, than what it's been in the past. You know, the, just the simple concept of guitar, bass, drums, and a, and a front man, you know, with something to say. Uh, I don't know that it's ever going to really be any different than that. Uh, it, it, it's going to be more about who who the singer is and what he's saying and how is he saying it. And then is he using the guitar to express those ideas? Um, you know, a great songwriter like Kurt Cobain Kurt could have made just as much of an impact if he was playing the piano with those songs. And those, <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And those uh-huh. melodies and those lyrics, man, those were incredible songs. Uh, he just happened to pick up the guitar and, and, and be a fan of punk rock and, and express himself that way. Um, it's definitely not the cultural impact thing that it used to be. And there's a chance it may never be again, Walter. Um, is that good or bad? I, it's not for me to say. Again, I'm just I'm always looking forward. Um, there's tons of great classic rock and classic alternative rock. You know, if, if you want to relive that, man, there's tons of stuff to listen to, uh, and I and I do myself sometimes. But again, I don't think that much about you know the state of rock. I know there's a I know there's tons of established bands that are making more money now than ever in their career. Uh, maybe some of that is because of attrition, you know, that there's not other new rock and roll bands to compete with. So people are just going to see the classics. And, That's hey, man, I got, I got friends in cover bands, man, that are making way more money than my other friends in original bands out playing. The, oh, know, my gosh. You know, <laughs> man, writing their own songs and, and, and doing original stuff. So, uh, you know, we'll see, man. It is going to be fascinating. To see the state of rock in ten years, in twenty years, um, you know, I'm, I, it's so much fun for me because I have young kids. I have a ten-year-old and a fourteen-year-old, and uh, I always marvel at, you know, when there is a classic band or a classic song that will capture their attention. And you know, the other day my son goes, "Hey, you ever heard of this guy called Cat Stevens?" And I went, "Yeah, man. Oh my god, <laughs> that guy's incredible." Where'd you hear that? He goes, "Oh, we were watching some movie." 
credits. It had a song that I really liked, and I, you know, paid attention. And it said it was written by Cat Stevens, and that's so awesome, man. You know, my kid is <laughs> paying attention. You know, I'm not playing a ton of Cat Stevens here at the house. I mean, I certainly love him, but you know what I mean. They're finding it on their own. Um, and my daughter is almost a pop music aficionado. Like she's she's got it down. She's almost eleven years old and oh, wow. super, you know, super opinionated. You know, like I, there was a Selena Gomez song on the radio, and I said, "Hey, what do you think about her new song?" She goes, "I like it, okay, but her last record was way better. She was the songs were more personal." You know, I was like, "What?" You're 10 years old. What are you talking about? So, a lot of of fun for me, man. But, you know, I just know that whenever they, you know, my kids, when they hear an electric guitar in something, that it sounds dated to them. It sounds like dad's music or big brother's music. You know what I'm saying? Um, So it's going to take some youth and some energy and, and their energy and, and them telling their story and connecting with this generation and, and the things that are going on in their lives. Because rock music has always kind of come from that. You know, it's been expressive of the times and expressive of the culture. So uh, we'll see, man. We'll see. Absolutely. Absolutely. I am excited to see what what the time brings. I mean, I think that you know, the uncertainty is, is part of the excitement as well, you know, and I, I, I'm like you. I just feel like whatever whatever it's going to be, it'll be. So. Well, I think that, you know, the good news for anybody that loves rock and roll like we do, imagine what it was like in the late 80s. And, you know, MTV was everywhere and uh, things were in some ways strictly based on visuals instead of sonics and and you can bet you can bet there were a lot of established artists going like, oh my God, you know all these great bands from the '60s and '70s, and now look what's going on, and you know maybe it's just dead. They didn't see the '90s coming. They didn't see all these incredible bands and artists coming in the '90s. So that's right. It happened. It happened then. There's no reason that it can't happen in the 2010s and even in the 20s. So um, we'll see, man. It'll be exciting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Damon, how can our listeners keep up with you? How can they, are are you a social media guy? I am a social media guy. I'm on all the formats. Uh, I've been a little distracted of late, but generally I'm probably on Twitter more than anything. Um, But uh, my wife encouraged me finally to get an Instagram account. So (laughs) I got that and that did some great, great stuff on there. Uh, Facebook I've had the longest and you know I'm grateful for my 15,000 Damon Johnson followers man they, you know they, they, they're, they're really involved on in that but man I just tell everybody to go to my website DamonJohnson.com there's uh, there's links to all the social media pages there you can get my new album right there it's on CD it's on a gorgeous colored vinyl um, a lot of rad new t-shirts so Really proud of my website, and of course, all the info about the shows is there. Some backstory on the record, and lots of news and things like that. So, uh, yeah, man, DamonJohnson.com. It's a it's a full service stop all by itself. I love it. I love it. 
Damon, I forgot to ask you, who did the artwork on your newest album? I, I love it. Thank you. That was designed by a guy named Stefan Jensen uh, outside of Chicago. Stefan and I met a little over 15 or 16 years ago. And since that time, he and his wife have started their own clothing company, Warren Star. And he's continued to do uh, graphic design, not just the T-shirts they design, but he, he still does artwork from time to time. And I never hesitate to reach out to Stefan. He did an amazing job on the art for Memoirs of an Uprising. Uh, we had a long conversation. We talked about the songs, and he asked me, you know, kind of what I was thinking. So uh, I guess... Spiritually, it was a collaborative effort, but he really delivered the goods and, and bringing it to life. And um, all credit to him. And I'm really grateful for my relationship, Stefan. And I could not be more proud of, of that album cover and really the whole package. You'll see if you see the CD or the vinyl, it's first class, man, all the way. It's a beautiful insert with all the lyrics on the album. You know, it's like a double fold out CD. You know, with lots of Great imagery oh, awesome. and all the lyrics is really beautiful. So I'm uh, absolutely. There's nothing uh, like there's nothing like having an actual album in your hands because you know I I basically have a digital copy, um, but I I want to get a physical copy and there's nothing there's just nothing uh, aesthetically there's nothing like having a physical copy of, of an album like that. I mean it's. I agree with you. I agree with you, man. And um, you know, it's been it's it's a real source of pride for me to offer what is hands down the highest quality work that I've ever put out. Um, you know, as an artist myself, um, than than this record. You know, my latest album. It just it's just it just turned out to be first class all the way. And you know, it's it's really. It's, it's so fulfilling to get that feedback from the fans. I just talked to some last night at the show we played here in Nashville, and people coming up talking about the artwork and how much they appreciate the extra effort to make it special and make it cool. So, uh, yeah, man, um, it's uh, it's good stuff, and I and I appreciate your listeners checking it out, and uh, you know certainly for listening to the to the music. I appreciate that very much. Absolutely, it's no problem. It's no problem. And Damon, I'm all out of questions, but I just wanted to say thank you so much for coming on to the show. And I, I wanted to open the floor if there's anything you'd like to say to our listening audience. Oh, Walter, I've really enjoyed this, man. Um, you know, I'm a full-time independent artist now, and I've never valued the support that, that my fans have given me more than I do right now. So... You know, I just want to say thank you for that, and and I appreciate it when they go out and spread spread the word to other people. Um, I always love having someone come up to me again, like they did last night, saying, "Hey, I've never heard of you. Uh, it was awesome. I love those songs, and you're a really good guitar player. And where are you from? You know, <laughs> you just want to go, hey man." <laughs> Go to Wikipedia, look up there. Oh, right, <laughs> you know, right, right. <laughs> you know, you get the full story, but it's, you know, it's more fun to stand there and have a conversation and, and tell them what's up. And uh, so it's fun, man. It's fun. But I, you know, I really appreciate people listening. I appreciate them coming to the website 
pick up a shirt, pick up a CD or a vinyl. Um, we're really grateful, man. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Damon, thank you so much. And, um, I look forward to, to seeing you out on tour. I, I know that you said you've got a, a couple of select cities and everything. I, yeah, I was um, going to ask you, Walter, where where are you? Where, where Memphis, are you okay? Memphis, Tennessee, so just right up the road. <laughs> well, I thought I recognized that 901 area code, man. Um, <laughs> Memphis is an absolute goal, and I'm going to do my best. I, God, man, I would kill to get on the Bill Street Festival. We played yeah. that thing several times back in the day and uh, yeah man i'd be happy to play at a three o'clock in the afternoon slot so uh, I, I just need to work <laughs> on that man i need to do something to make that happen yes sir yes sir well uh, i enjoyed talking with you buddy uh, all the best thank you. thank you and uh and i'll see you down the road for sure all right. sounds good brother sounds good thank you Damon. all right walter thank you bye, bye.